So, a couple of you have had a very close run-in lately with this, how we're going to start uh, this lesson off. We've been doing 1 Thessalonians, all right? And if you recall, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians is a book written by Paul to Thessalonians, right, in Thessalonica, yeah, and he started a church there, right, and he was there for how long, you remember this? Three months. Three weeks. Oh, so close. And he was in there, but I'm glad you got the three, that was good. <laughs> so very short time he was there talking with these people and literally telling them about God, and so when he left... He's writing this from, I believe, uh, Athens, okay, which is also in Greece. Remember, this is way up in northern Greece. And he had the call called the Macedonian call to go to Greece, or Macedonia at the time it was known as. And he had that call to go over there and to preach about Christ, okay? So he did this and then later followed up with letters to the Thessalonians. Because... Um, he needed to check in on how they were doing because because he taught them how they were doing would reflect on how he would get ju judged by God. That is that is the truth. All right. So we talked about purpose in life and what you are called to do, what you are here for. We talked about the gospel and spreading the gospel. Uh, talked about salvation through this and. Also, last week, um, in chapter 4, what did you talk about? Remember? We talked about an example, following an example, and love conquers sin. <laughs> okay, love conquers sin. All right? Yeah. And so, one of the key things about being a new Christian is understanding some doctrines. All right? And what's a doctrine? Uh, it is a, a belief. A doctrine is a belief. Okay? So something specific. So there are doctrines that we have and we talk about some of our doctrines are that Jesus came to earth and Jesus was crucified and rose again and that he is coming again. And that doctrine of him coming again at the end of the world is where Paul begins to write about. All right? And he talks about there will be someday this blast of a trumpet. All right? And that blast of a trumpet is from heaven. There will be a final day here on earth, the day of the Lord. And we need to be thinking about that day of the Lord because at that time when Christ comes again, he will come and gather up his people and take them to judgment. Okay, we're going to stand in front of God, every person that ever lived, 
on the earth will stand in front of God and will be judged. So how are we going to be judged? Well, there's two ways. One way is if you know Christ, if you've asked for forgiveness for your sins, if you've taken him into your heart, then he has written your name down in a book of life. Your name is literally written down in a book in heaven. And he says, these people will be forgiven. And when they stand before God, God will say, I want to see your righteousness. And none of us will have any. Not one human. But those written in the book of life will be able to say, I don't have righteousness, but Christ, his righteousness covers me. And Christ will stand up and say, I know her. I know him. He's mine. I'm covering for him. All right? That's the difference in those who have accepted Christ or not. So in that day of judgment, it is going to be a day that we need to be prepared for. We need to be ready for it. Now, like I said, there was something that happened to uh, a couple of you recently. Um, a couple of you have dealt with thieves lately in your life, okay? Thieves came to your home. So I have a question, and anybody can answer this, but <clears throat> if you had been given a tip the day of it, and the thieves came in the night, right? Why do they come in the nighttime? Because it's more conspicuous. Right. They're hiding. Right? They're hiding. They're slipping in there. They don't want to be found. But if you were given a tip that day, and someone said, they're coming to your house tonight, how would you have prepared differently? You'd have locked your vehicles. Okay, there's a good place to start. <laughs> you would have locked your vehicles. All right. Hmm? Locked your house. Probably stayed up. Probably stayed up to meet them. Okay. Have the campfire outside so they think that there's people here. Okay. Have people come over. If you knew, and that's the point, if you knew that it was going to happen, you, tonight they're coming, okay, we're going to be up. We're going to be ready for them. All right, we're going to be sitting and waiting. And they're not even going to come on our property. They're not even going to enter. All right? If you knew, and that's really the point, that you know there's always a danger that something could happen, right? Thieves are out all the time, every day. There's always some danger. But what happens is, a lot of times we just, eh, we're, we're kind of complacent about things. So, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, turn to that. And you're going to read verses 1, 2, and 3, please. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. Thessalonians, chapter 
First Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For when they shall say peace and safety. No, verse no. 2. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. All right, so here it is, this day of the Lord. That's something that I've talked about. The day of the Lord is what we're going to call the end of time. So at the time when God says, that's it. That was the very last child that was going to be born. That was the very last moment that will exist in time. Time will then essentially cease, and God says, that's it, I'm coming. Christ will come down to earth. All right? Now, are there signs that those things have are ready to happen? Yeah, the Bible's full of signs talking about in the end times there will be wars and rumors of wars, there will be famines, there will be pestilence or diseases that get passed around. All right? There will be an increase of learning. There will be evil thought all the time. It will be, it says, as it was in the days of Noah before Noah went onto the ark, where all the people in the earth always were thinking evil thoughts. Continually. It was constantly, they were barraged, their society, with evil things. Do you think and feel that our society has increased or decreased in bad thoughts. Is it pretty obvious? Right? Don't you think it's around? And you guys are young. You haven't even seen the difference. When I was a kid, way back a long time ago, the difference from then till now is tremendous. But the difference in 10 years is amazing. The difference in 6 months is amazing. As time goes on, it says it will increase. Okay? There are many signs which God has given to say, when, the, when you see these things happening, look up, be aware that it could happen at any moment. Just like a thief in the night. You knew there's a danger. And you knew that it could always happen. But you didn't know the exact day. And it always takes you by surprise. Now, weren't you guys surprised that anything happened? Right? You didn't go to bed that night thinking, something strange is going to happen tonight. Right? Didn't even think about it. All of a sudden, you woke up and it had already happened. And he says, that's exactly what the end time will be like. A thief in the night. When... When God says that's the last day here on earth, we will all have been just living our lives, doing the things we normally do, and all of a sudden, boop, it's done. And we will just look back and say, oh, that just happened. God will be straightening out, separating, doing the things he needs to do at that time to finish this whole earth, okay, 
and he is going to do a, a, a whole mighty thing, but the very first thing is grab his people and then take down evil and squash evil. He will destroy it. That which has been growing and growing and growing as a result of humankind's decision to sin. Right? It has been growing since day one. God has been holding it back and pushing it down and, and crushing it down and cutting it off and keeping it back. But he says at the end times, he will take out that restriction that he's been putting on it and just allow it to go. And it will, like a rocket, take off. The end times. All right? Feeling unstable? Maybe like you're standing in the blast of a rocket because it's starting to go, right? And it has been taking off. It's also like this. Now, none of you have had children yet. Maybe someday you will. You guys won't direct me, okay? <laughs> have children, right? <laughs> but you ladies may someday have children. All right? And this is the thing about children. I personally never had any directly, okay? I've never given birth to them, but my wife has given birth to them. And I have watched as four different children were born in my life and knew the little things, the little signs, okay? There were signs all along that we were going to have a kid, right? Tell me the signs. Y'all know what happens, what happens to the mom. She looks pregnant, how about that? Do you know, okay, she's gonna have a baby, right? Right? She looks pregnant. She gains a bunch of weight. All of a sudden, there's a great big belly there that wasn't there. And what are the other signs? There's a heartbeat inside that is not hers, okay? Belongs to that baby. There's movement, there's kicking. Every once in a while, you see a foot come out the stomach, all right? You can actually see it sometimes as the baby gets pushing around in there, okay? Somersaulting and turning and all. There's all kinds of things like uh, heartburn and can't deal with some smells of food and all these things. There's symbols and signs. This is coming. There's a child coming. And yet no one, although every doctor can tell you, here's your due date. But your due date is only a guess. No doctor can say at 8.03 in exactly 39 weeks you will have a child. No doctor knows. Everyone is different. So it talks about that woman being in travail. Okay, And that is an old way to say there's a woman that's pregnant and about ready to give birth. But you don't know when it will happen. One time, with my family, it was after Friday night, we had youth group, everybody went home, all done, all set. We went, laid down in bed, and it was probably a half an hour later, Amy got up, something's weird. Baby's coming right now, that's it. Couldn't stop it. You couldn't reverse it. You can't turn it around. You didn't know 10 minutes before it happened, you didn't know it was gonna happen. But all of a sudden, boom, it did. It 
was coming and there was no way to turn it around. We had them happen in the morning, just before we came to church here. We had them happen on a Tuesday night, okay? Random times and not the exact number of days. Okay, every child was different, came out, and every circumstance was different. But the signs are all there. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. There will be the day of the Lord. It will come. Just like the thief in the night. Boom, he woke up and hey, what happened? Or like that baby that's coming. There's signs. It's all along. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But all of a sudden one day, you can't turn it around. It already happens. All right? You can't predict it, but you know it will come. You don't know when, but you know it will come suddenly. So the second coming of Christ is when everybody is going to say this. He says, the world, everybody will say peace and safety. We're all set. We're going we're gonna to create peace on earth here. Everything's going to be safe. And people are crying out for that. Politicians around the world, we're going to have safety. We need safety. And yet there is more chaos and more terrible things happening than you've probably seen in your life. And when people cry peace and safety, oh, it's going to be wonderful, we're going to, we're going to fix this, we're going to make this all different. God's saying, you're not fixing the root of the problem. The root of the problem began with sin. And until sin is dealt with, the root, the, all of the other things won't go away. Because the root still remains. You can try to fix other little things. But when the root of the problem remains in sin, the world will not be better. You may have little ups and little downs. But in the end, that which makes human beings sinful, our nature, because we chose originally as a race to do it, and then we were all born in sin, those things that make us that, only God can change that. Only He can forgive us. Only He can make it new. All right? And that is His plan. And so He is waiting for the fullness of time to come. And when the very last person is born, and only God knows that, and at that moment that the very last person is born, and He says that's the last moment of earth history of mankind and now we start new he will come and he will make it right he will change things he will wipe away evil he will take away the things that we have seen and dealt with for our entire lives and he will bring it to new things in heaven all right he will recreate earth and recreate heaven and do an amazing thing so everybody's saying yes yes we're gonna have peace and safety and yet it will not be. Verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you as a thief. So in other words, you know better. Be ready when that thief that is coming. Be ready. <clears throat> you are all children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Pay attention because it's coming. Pay attention because you know better. You've read, you've heard from us some of the signs of the times. It will come. 
And you could say it seems so far away and so unbelievable. But God has promised it, and so it will be so. Not because I say it's so, but because God said it's so. And Paul says in here, we know better. So don't act like the rest of the world. Don't act like whatever I do doesn't really matter. Live like God comes today. Live like he comes today and I've got to stand before him and answer for what I've done. First of all, get your, right, your heart right with Christ. Ask him for forgiveness. Come to him and say, come into my heart. Simple as that to begin with. And let him do the work in your life. Learn to do that. Once you start down that pathway, you then become one of the children of light, one of the people who knows. And it's as simple as that, just accepting God's invitation and saying, come and change me and help me be ready for this day so it doesn't come and overtake me where I didn't even know what was happening. All right? Be ready for that day. Be ready because it will come and you will see evil increase and you will see our society saturated with bad things all over the place. In every school, online, in the internet. The internet is just a conduit to get it right to you. Right? You get all, you can see anything you want. You can see good things, you can see bad things, you can see evil things online. In and of itself, it's just electrons, okay, running inside of computers. There's nothing wrong with it. God created all those electrons. But what do we do with it? Where do we go with these things? Do we allow a conduit of bad things to come into our heart? And if we do, then let's say, God, help me not to do that anymore. Help me to get cleansed. Help me to change. Help me not to look at these things and desire these things. Help me to be someone else with you. Right? Help me change me. It will be easier and easier to sin because it will be all around us as time goes on. Pressure from everybody around us to just do what everybody else is doing because it will be easier. But God says, I will be with you even until the end of the earth. To the last moment, I will be with you. I will help you. Verse number eight, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. So here is how we are to live. Here's how we are to fight. We have a breastplate, which is what? It's a piece of armor, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be made of different things. It could be metal. It could be there are leather ones and hardened pieces or parts and pieces of metal and leather and all sorts of different things or chain mail. Either way, it's a covering to protect you. And what is it made of? It's a breastplate of righteousness, okay? But what does it specifically say in this one? In that verse, number eight. Faith and love. And what else is there in that rest of that verse? For hope and salvation. Okay, so a hope in the gospel. 
All right? And the gospel is just simply the story of Jesus. So this is it. This is how we battle to the end of the earth. This is our tools. We will not be, as Christians, the biggest influence in the world. There may be places where we are a big influence, but I'm saying we will not be the biggest group. We are a minority in the world. There are people, many, many other people in the world that do not believe as we believe. But we are called to live, first of all, by faith. And faith means what? Belief in God's promises. In other words, God says, I will come and get you. The end of the world will be there. If you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Those are promises from God. All right? I will be with you even to the end of the ages. Those are promises from God. If you just believe him, that's faith. That's faith. All right? And he'll teach you. And what is love? Ooh, that's a big question. What is love? Charity. Charity is another word for love. Okay. It's a synonym, yeah. It's just that you care for somebody. Okay, that you care for somebody, and real love is caring for somebody more than you even care for yourself, right? God's love says, you mistreated me, but I will not mistreat you. That's God's love, right? Love that is undeserved, and that's what we are called to do. Give undeserved love to those people around us. That's our weapon, right? That's our weapon. That's how we are to live in the end up to the last day of this earth. Because you will never, ever win anybody, gain anybody's heart without actually teaching them to love. The world, the rest of the world, will not know how to love. And you will be one of those little tiny lights somewhere along in the darkness where they say, Boy, you're different than the other. How is it that you care about other people? If you live in such a way that you love, I don't care if it's at your place of work or at your place of school, in your family, you will live as you love. All right? And that's what God has called us to do. Live in a loving way, and then we tell others. Because we're gonna, when we have faith, we're not shaken easily, and we just say, no matter what happens all around us, I believe God will handle it. He will take me through this. And you're steady. And you learn to love people around you. Then people come to you and say, I don't feel like you seem to always feel steady. You always seem to treat people kindly. How do you do that? Well, let me tell you about God. And that's the gospel. That's the hope. Let me tell you how I have hope. It's not in me. It's in God. That's all I want to tell you. That's your living in the midst of the world full of shootings and anger and hatred. That is how God has told us to live. Live with faith and love 
and the ability to tell people why you have faith and love. It's all about the story of, of God coming to earth. It's Christ, all right? Dying for us, forgiving us as we have known forgiveness, all right? Turn the other cheek. Tell the old, old story. Verse 9, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, whether we're alive or dead, we should live together with him. So God, here's our hope. No matter whether they kill me on this earth or not, God has me alive or dead. He's got me. He can take care of me. If I walk out of here today and drop dead on a street somewhere, God's got me. If he's got me to live here for the next 50 years, God's going to give me a way to do it. He's going to be with me all the way. That is what this is about, to learn to live with people patiently and kindly, to live and tell others, and that's in the light of it's coming, it's getting worse, it's going to happen. You are going to feel that more in your life as days go on. The world will look and feel and be more and more and more filled with hate, more and more evil, more and more crushing around you, but you are to stand and stand in God's strength. Love and faith and tell others where that comes from. If you don't have faith and love in God, then you will have a harder time. But having faith and love in God will teach you the way to walk. All right? It will help you. It is the weapon that we have to overcome the world. All right? Through Christ to overcome the world. So Paul's saying, be ready. Be ready. You live with love and patience because it's going to come. That day's going to come like a thief in the night. Boom. It's here. It's gone. Live so that each day you're ready for that. All right? Just like that baby that's going to be born. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. We're going to say it and say it and say it and say it. But all of a sudden one day it'll happen. And it'll be the day we least expect it. But it will be the day that we most need it. All right? So we're working our way through. We're coming near the end of the book of Thessalonians. We have a few more tips next time we're going to learn about. Uh, but other than that, First Thessalonians chapter 5, thank you very much. Have a good day.